Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. We invite you to join us at 1 Oakley Avenue in North Providence, Rhode Island. This podcast is presented to you by The Way Ministries, supported by listeners like you. For donations, live videos, podcasts, and more, please visit www.thewayministriesri.org. Thank you and have a great day. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. Glad you could join me today to get a portion of God's Word. Today we're going to begin in Walk 4, January 4th, Construction and Confusion, Genesis 10 to 11. Overview. Starting with Noah and his three sons, God begins to repopulate the world. But since the root of sin has not been removed, the fruit of sin soon becomes apparent, again, in proud disobedient actions. As Noah's descendants seek to build a great city with a tower that reaches into the sky, God brings the project to a halt by confusing their speech, causing them to disperse over the face of the earth precisely as God had originally commanded. Insight. The Funnel of History. Genesis 10-11 is packed with historical data that reveals how the nation spread out over the earth in the first centuries after their language was supernaturally confused at Babel. The record narrows to focus on Abram, whose family would become the conduit of God's revelation to humankind and who became the forefather of the Messiah. Insight. Looking up or looking down. The Babel builders were proud of the mighty tower they thought would reach up to the skies. To them, it was a great architectural and spiritual achievement, but from God's viewpoint, he had to come down to even see it. Humanity's pinnacles are always most accurately assessed from a God's eye view. Chapter 10 This is the account of the families of Shem, Ham, and Jepheth, the three sons of Noah. Many children were born to them after the great flood. The descendants of Jepheth were Goma, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Mesek, and Teras. The descendants of Goma were Ashkenaz, Riphat, and Torgama. The descendants of Javans were Elagina, Tashis, Kittim, and Rodanium. Their descendants became the seafaring people that spread out to various lands, each identified by its own language, clan, and national identity. The descendants of Ham were Cush, Mizraim, Put, and Canaan. The descendants of Cush were Sheba, Havila, Sabbat, Rama, and Sabekta. The descendants of Rama were Sheba and Didan. Cush was also the ancestor of Nimrod, who was the first heroic warrior on earth. Since he was the greatest hunter in the world, his name became proverbial. People would say, this man is like Nimrod, the greatest hunter in the world. He built his great kingdom in the land of Babylonia with the cities of Babylon, Erech, Akkad, and Kalna. From there, he expanded his territory to Assyria, building the cities of Nineveh, rehovet Ir, Kala, and Rizan, the great city located between Nineveh and Kala. Mizraim was the ancestor of the Ludites, Anamites, Lehabites, and Nephilites, Patricites, Kasulites, and the Kaphirites, from whom the Philistines came. Canaan's oldest son was Sidon, the ancestor of the Sidonians, 
Canaan was also the ancestor of the Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites, Girgashites, Hivites, Archites, Shinites, Avadites, Zamorites, and Hamathites. The Canaan clans eventually spread out in the territory of Canaan, extended from Sidon to the north of Gur and Gaza in the south, and east as far as Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, and Zeboim near Lasha. These were the descendants of Ham, identified by clan, language, territory, and national identity. Sons were also born to Shem, the older brother of Japheth. Shem was the ancestor of all the descendants of Eber. The descendants of Shem were Elam, Asher, Afaxad, Lud, and Aram. The descendants of Aram were Uz, Ho, Gita, and Mash. Afaxad was the father of Shelah, and Shelah was the father of Eber. Eber had two sons, the first named Peleg, which means division, for during his lifetime the people of the world were divided into different language groups. His brother's name was Joktan. Joktan was the ancestor of Almadad, Shelfa, Hazamavrat, Jera, Hadoram, Uzal, Dikla, Obal, Abimnal, Sheba, Ofa, Havilah, and Jobab. All these were descendants of Joktan. The territory they occupied extended from Mesha all the way to Shepha to the eastern mountains. These were the descendants of Shem, identified by clan, language, territory, and national identity. These are the clans that descended from Noah's sons, arranged by nation, according to their lines of descent. All the nations of the earth descended from these clans after the great flood. At one time, all the people of the world spoke the same language and used the same words. As the people migrated to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia and settled there. They began saying to each other, Let's make bricks and harden them with fire. In this region, brick were used instead of stone and tar was used for mortar. Then they said, Come, let's build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. But the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower the people were building. Look, he said, the people are united, and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down and confuse the people with different languages. Then they won't be able to understand each other. In that way, the Lord scattered them all over the world, and they stopped building the city. That is why the city was called Babel, because that is where the Lord confused the people with different languages. In this way, he scattered them all over the world. This is the account of Shem's family. Two years after the great flood, when Shem was a hundred years old, he became the father of Aphaxad. After the birth of Aphaxad, Shem lived another 500 years and had other sons and daughters. When Aphaxad was 35 years old, he became the father of Shelah. After the birth of Shelah, Aphaxad lived another 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Shelah was 30 years old, he became the father of Eba. After the birth of Eba, Shelah lived another 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Eber was 34 years old, he became the father of Peleg. 
After the birth of Peleg, Eber lived another 430 years and her other sons and daughters. When Peleg was 30 years old, he became the father of Ryu. After the birth of Ryu, Peleg lived another 209 years and had other sons and daughters. When Ryu was 32 years old, he became the father of Shirug. After the birth of Shirug, Ryu lived another 207 years and had other sons and daughters. When Serug was 30 years old, he became the father of Nahor. After the birth of Nahor, Serug lived another 200 years and had other sons and daughters. When Nahor was 29 years old, he became the father of Terah. After the birth of Terah, Nahor lived another 119 years and had other sons and daughters. When Terah was 70 years old, he had become the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. This is the account of Terah's family. Terah was the father of Abraham, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran was the father of Lot, but Haran died in Ur of the Chaldeans, the land of his birth, while his father, Terah, was still living. Meanwhile, Abram and Nahor both married. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah. Milcah and her sister Iska were the daughters of Nahor, brother of Haran. But Sarai was unable to become pregnant and had no children. One day, Terah took his son Abram, his daughter-in-law Sarai, his son Abram's wife, and his grandson Lot, his son Haran's child, and moved away from Ur of the Chaldeans. He was headed for the land of Canaan, but they stopped at Haran and settled there. Terah lived for 205 years and died while still in Haran. My Daily Walk Even on television, the sight is impressive. Delegates from around the world meet in the United Nations General Assembly to discuss solutions to international problems. Most wear headsets through which they hear the speaker's words translated into their own language, a reminder of the barriers that divide humanity even as they work together to bring unity. Centuries ago, humanity rebelled against God. Genesis 11 paints a pathetic picture of disoriented people separating from one another in distrust and bewilderment. But that scene is not so far removed from today's world. The babble of the ancient world foreshadows our current situation. Languages still divide. People are still distrustful of and perplexed by one another. God's solution for humanity's chaos is still the same. The good news of sins forgiven in Jesus Christ. No doubt you shared this with someone in English. Have you ever shared it with someone who speaks a different language? If you have the opportunity to befriend someone from a culture different from yours, check out your local Christian bookstore supply of books and scripture portions in his or her language. The best way to put an idea across is to wrap it up in a person. That's all for today, folks. Have a great day and God bless.